You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast and the post-match debrief. My name is Dan Rowitz and I'm joined by Ashley Priest. It's almost half eight on Saturday evening. I'm hoping you can hear me, by the way, because my AirPods are playing up. Uh, Ash, are you okay, mate? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, Dan. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, a bit better now. Obviously, the result was stinging a bit at full time and... Bit of a horror show today, if you ask me. I know, I know, two one looks quite kind, but so I think it's the worst. Worst we've seen Villa under Gerard by, by some stretch for me. Such an alarming first half, and Gerard was quick to point that out after the game. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Um, like yourself, a bit reeling a bit from that one. Just the manner of it, Dan. Just scary. Yeah, um, I, I sorry to put in. I wrote the caption for this this episode at you know five past five, whatever. And I think I said uh, the scoreline almost. I don't know what it is because I've forgotten what it was. But it, it was something like the scoreline flatters how bad the performance was. That wasn't a two one yeah. game. It was probably a five nil to be honest. Was um, yeah, not good at all. I've seen seen bits and pieces of it when I'm at home and and, and working these shifts. I normally start writing a few notes for having to ask you questions and stuff for for these podcasts on the evening when I've not been there. Yeah. I think I put, um, I've got a little piece of paper here to prove I have done it. I put Bailey and Sanson start. That's nice. Uh, first start since December for Bailey. And I put good early pressure from Villa, first five minutes. Was, yeah. Horrible goal to concede. And I didn't write anything after that. Because I just thought <laughs> that's a point. That's, so, that's typical Villa, isn't it? To look a little bit better, start the game well, away from home. You've made changes so you can kind of go, well, look, we're, we're trying to we're trying to kind of arrest a little slump here from from two defeats in a row. Sanson's getting some game time, that's good. Bailey, fresh, you know, fresh legs in terms of it, personnel, maybe less so having flight flown from Jamaica on uh, yeah. Friday morning, I think it was, or Thursday morning. And I just thought, yeah, that's just typical Villa to, to concede a goal in that manner. So sloppy, uh, slippy as well. A couple of players slipping over, a couple of deflections or blocks or whatever, and it's just... Yeah, like I said, typical Villa, and you just think, well, that's it now, isn't it? We're 1-0 down, we'll probably lose. And that's a pretty rubbish feeling, really. Yeah, well, Gerard spoke about his side not having gifts. He kept mentioning that. I can't remember the last goal Villa had a, an, e- an easy tapping or, yeah, or, yeah. or put, put on a plate, whereas we've had to score Worlders, and Gerard was quick to point that out, and their first goal was so avoidable. But again, I think, I think they broke quite quickly. Um, I think the middle of the park was a big issue today, as everyone... Who watched that game? Well, no, I think John McGinn really struggled today. Um, playing in that number six position didn't suit him at all. And Wolves were just, he's like an onslaught. Um, that's where the second goal come from as well. And there could have been 3 0 up at half time, but then Duncan missed a, missed a big chance for them. So, yeah, middle of the park was a big issue for me today. And like you say, sloppy goals again. How many times you said that in terms of Villa gifting yeah. the opposition a leg up? You can't do that in this league. And like you say, Villa are 13 points off Wolves for a reason and that, that was clear today. Villa not good enough. So I'm definitely going to sound salty here for the Wolves fans that stumbled upon it because they, they, they were better than us. I'm not, not doubting that. But goal music. <sighs> not a fan of the goal music. I hate goal music. It just really winds me up for some reason. Yeah. I, did, I did write that down, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just not great, is it? I, I went through and I, I, someone can definitely correct me if I'm wrong here and you, you might know, actually. How often do we actually come back from behind in a, in a game to get something or to win and the only two I can find from this season so 16 defeats which is grim Man United at home the two all when we're two yep. down and then Leicester at home I think we beat them after going no, no down early. Yeah. Um, as far as I can tell having quickly gone through the fixture list before we started this I don't think we've ever got anything after going behind we might no. nick to draw to be fair because I don't think I checked every draw but it does feel like 
the vast majority of the time, if Villa concede first, they lose. And that's a pretty rubbish thing. When you go down in the first seven minutes, I'm sat there thinking, I feel like we're probably not going to get back into this. Yeah, very flaky. A lot, a lot of personnel. I think it's down to, down to personnel, Dan. I think Gerard, Gerard has alluded to that. Um, he said he wants the players to fix it. If not, I'll get players in to fix it for me and we'll fix mm. it together. So they were quite telling comments afterwards. Yeah, they're very flaky. Personnel in the squad. A lot of finger pointing today. Yeah. I didn't see a lot to shout about. And you're not going to come from behind if you're not having a bit of personality, a bit, a bit of something about you. And they did, they did that to some extent with 20 to go, I think. I mixed it up a bit for a Westminster derby, but all too nice, all too easy. And I think Wolves, even like little Fabio Silva up front, he caused Ming's nightmares and shouldn't be happening. And you've got to steam into him early and set the tone. Don't, don't let him easy for him. And far too easy today. And the manner of that would be alarming when, when Gerard and his coaching staff watch that back. It will be, it will be, um, I think the penny will drop for a few of them. And Jared alluded to totally getting get some new bodies in, in the summer. And I think today pointed towards a, a big, big shift, big, big revamp in terms of the playing squad. I know we keep saying it, spend, spend, spend every year. And we're back in the same predicaments at the moment, but it's got to be done. I think Jared needs to shape his own squad. Yeah, but yeah I think he, he, he was culpable for, for um, a bad day at the office as well. I thought. The system chat. I mean, the um, playing McGinn as number six didn't really work. I, I think I don't get why he, he dropped Douglas Louise. Uh, well, I was going to ask you about Douglas Louise. You've obviously seen a full ninety minutes in the flesh. I don't think many people would have been that surprised that Douglas Louise was dropped, especially for Sanson, just to change it up. There's been a yeah. lot of calls saying Louise probably needs to come out the side. So I don't think that's actually on paper before kickoff. I don't think that's a bad decision, so to speak. But do we kind of miss Louise because even though he's not the number six? John McGinn definitely isn't the number six. So mm. you're, you're affecting John McGinn's game as well as dropping Louise. So yep. whilst I kind of see on paper that that makes sense to, to to try and change it up a little bit, if it forces John McGinn to be the, to be the DM, that's that's not the answer either, is it? No, no. Big, I, mean, I did a piece afterwards today. I think the problems are there. All laid bare with McGinn struggling in there. Even Callum Chambers could have slotted in there. I don't know, Maybe. but Maybe. You could, you're clutching at straws, aren't you, really? That, that, that defensive midfield position has been a big issue for a long time. They didn't address it in January. And as, as the season ticks down, ticks down now, they're getting found out a little bit. Thankfully, Marvis Nakamba's on the comeback trial. But again, I think that'll take a little bit of time for him to, to be involved from the start. I, I think Tottenham might be too, too soon for him a little bit. But yeah, midfield's an issue today, huge. Um, law cause I think asking Leon Bailey to come in and start and Give it a good go. Bit of a tough ask for me. So, yeah, plenty of issues, mate. And just, yeah, just so alarmed with the manner of the performance. And like you say, the first five minutes was okay. Got a foothold of the ball, but after that, once once Wolves once Wolves sensed a bit of blood and they could they could um, sense they could get one over and Villa. I think they, they got the tails up and, and went at them, and it could have been three, four, five, like you say. So, yeah, yeah um, a very alarming performance for me and. Tottenham next doesn't bode well, does it? Well, this isn't the time for for a big inquest. Obviously, we've still got eight games left and nine yep. games left to kind of plod our way through at this point, it feels That's like. That's what it'll be. Um, I kind of want to build some kind of momentum for next season, but you do think how much of that actually means anything. If you end exactly. the season well, it doesn't mean you start the next one well. So get through this season, get with the recruitment right. But like I said, it, this isn't the time for the big kind of inquest and we, we certainly don't have it either at half eight on, on Saturday evening. We're only here for another maybe 10 minutes. Um, but it will be a talking point for the rest of the season. 
you say about spending money, but you've got people like Bailey that you just mentioned that we spent big money on. And, uh, yeah. It's not necessarily his fault being in and out of the team and getting injuries, but when he does play, you kind of think, meh, meh yeah. you know, whatever. Um, I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago about how at the start of the season we're saying, you know, we need a good season here to keep hold of the, the likes of Ollie Watkins and John McGinn and people like that. And you say to me tonight, would you be bothered about McGinn and, and Watkins being here next season? I'd say, no, probably not. If we yeah. get an offer for them that's decent, let them go. Yeah. You know, um, Luca Dean comes in at left back, and you know, I've seen fans on Twitter today, and it's certainly not the best place for it, saying that you know he's even an upgrade on Matt Target. I think he is. I, I, I think I do prefer him to Target, but he goes off after ten minutes or something with a hamstring in the last game we played. I think it was, and plays for France in the international break, and then ten minutes in today he goes, oh, "I've got a, a, an upset stomach. I've got to go yeah. off." And you kind of think. <laughs> I mean, you can't help being ill, I guess, but it just feels flaky is the word that sums up Aston Villa this season in, in, in all aspects, right. and, and kind of personality as well. And you know, I think you look at Mings, McGinn, Watkins as a, as a spine that have been there for a couple of seasons now, and you kind of think if they go, they go, and you, you've got to rebuild. And yeah, it's a shame in, in some senses because I didn't think that in our what will it be? Will that be our fourth season in the Prem next season or third yep, season? In the Prem? Yeah, fourth. Yeah. Fourth. I didn't think in our fourth season in the Premier League we'd almost be back at square one in terms of ripping it up and starting again. And that might be a bit of a, an over dramatisation of it after we've just no, lost no. A, a local new manager. It, it is three in a row. It's a new manager. It's not quite clicking with the players that are there. We all know there needs to be certain improvements in, in central midfield, regardless of whether Nakamba comes back and kind of saves the season. Mm. So there is going to be big money spent, and the manager's got to give, be given the money and the time to, to do that. But it is part of me kind of is tinged with a bit of sadness that we're, we'll be entering our fourth season of the Premier League without kind of having that that push for the next level. I think yeah. I was listening to a bit of it on a, on a dodgy stream and whoever the commentator was said something like, you know, Villa will be wanting to push for Europe next season. But there's no guarantee of that. Like it's, it's very easy to just go that Villa are like that middling club at the moment and next year is when they push on. Yeah. If we sign like three or four new starters in summer, there's no, there's no guarantee that we're going to be pushing for Europe next year either, and that's another season where where things haven't gone quite well, or haven't gone quite right. So, yeah, it just feels a bit, bit of a damp squib for me at the moment. It does everything about it, but then you go and win the next game, we'll be going, oh, hit, you know, here we there go. go. <laughs> so, like, yes. Mm. Um, what do you think about midfield? Because I've just mentioned the camera coming back there and, and starting in being that that defensive midfielder if he's fit, or you know, he might be rushed back next week now. Um, but even so, you've got to sign another midfield, don't you? And, and probably two, to be honest. I'd say so, yeah. It needs a total revamp in there. Um, did Morgan Santon do enough today? I've seen a few comments on Twitter. He was probably the, the shiny light for Villa. I didn't see too much from him today. I thought it was a bit, bit lightweight, but he, he tried his best on his big start. Um, I think I think Gerard tested Sanson today. Come on, show me what you've got. He said that afterwards, actually. He said, Sanson's been doing really well in training. I've got to give him a go at some point. And today was the day he did that and... Yeah, <clears throat> eight games to go. Then I think people are playing for their futures. That's clear. I think Gerard he alluded to it in his post match just then as well. He said the owners will back me again in the summer, but I need my, my own personality. You need some winners in there. I think yeah, like you say, I think we, we could have a, a bit of um, an overhaul if you like, and some of the old guard changing and some the new guard coming in. So yeah, midfield to that. I think we need a new new, new number six, a couple of number eights. I think we need a few few in there and. Yeah, like you say, um, a pity that Danny Ings wasn't involved today. He, he, he came with that overnight. Danny Ings wanted to play as well, 
but Gerard put, put a stop to that. I think the, his baby was born about three in the morning, so but Danny was prepared to to come and play for Villa. Which is quite a nice line afterwards. But yeah, I missed him, I missed him a little bit today. I did see somebody say on Twitter something like, "Oh, he's 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 let Danny Ings not play because he hasn't had much sleep, but then he's willing to play play Bailey, who's probably jet lagged yeah. on a Jamaica trip." And you kind of think, oh. mm. for me, that's two different things. If a player has yes. become a dad, I just think, yeah, if, from a work perspective, you just go, yeah, you just have the it's time off, isn't it? As much as yeah, it's a football thing, and that's a you know, it's a lovely thing. That he's a footballer; he's still entitled to have have the day off. Like that, that, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me at all. No, it's nice to know that he wanted to play though. That's a, a good sign of character. Um, just on Gerard's comments uh, quickly, again, something that I picked up on social media is it, it just seems to be a little bit, getting to the stage where it's got copy and paste, like he'll say, we need to be better next week, it's on me to fix things, and then we lose a game, and he'll come out and say, look, it's on me, this is, I've got to come out and fix things, and there's a comment uh, from Barry here who says, Gerard's comments for me, they're for the media, you coach the players, don't shame them, and there is a little bit of that to a certain extent that it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it does kind of come out and and say say it how it is and kind of not throw individuals under the bus, but say they're not good enough and we might need to sign new players in the summer, effectively yeah. is what he's saying, which is fair if that's his assessment of it. But it's kind of getting to the, the point now where three defeats in a row, you have a bad period um, a few months ago. And fans start to say, well, let's see some action now. Like, you can't just keep saying, it's on me to fix things. Let's see some evidence that you are fixing it. But yeah. the other side of me thinks, well, if the players he's got aren't good enough, he can't fix it till the summer. So we are just going to plod through to the end of the season. It's how I, I feel you, about it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if we lose to Tottenham and lose to Leicester, there's five on the bounce. That cost Dean yeah. Smith his job. And um, you know, losing five on the bounce cost Dean Smith his job. I mean, we, could, we could easily lose to Tottenham and Leicester. Yeah, that could e- easily happen, and then then it's Norwich, isn't it? I think. Yeah, and he's Dean Smith thinking, "Hang on a minute, <laughs> you yeah, last forward. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think the summer can't come quick enough for Gerard and his staff, and some of the players as well. He said he said a few of them are still on international duty today. Um, just so yeah, so that first half was so bad. I couldn't believe it. I was sat in the press box. I couldn't believe what was going on. Cutting us to ribbons. Walls were and yeah. yeah um, that's the bottom line. Just not, not good enough. You can talk about European football and kicking on all you like, and the proof's in the pudding. And the pudding ain't tasting nice at the moment. It's just not very good. Um, that's the bottom line of it. Some of the players aren't, aren't as good as probably overhyped um, for what they are. And back to basics. And hopefully we can pick up a result next week. But but yeah, I think the Villa Park crowd will be expected next week. I think they need they'll expect to. A reaction to, to today because it was so bad. The away fans who were there will testify to that. Very, yeah, like I said, very alarming from, from my point of view, sitting there today watching that unfold. And it wasn't until the last 10 or so minutes that they had a decent go at it. And too little, too late. Till then, we, we say it all the time, don't we? Why did it we take do. us to, to go behind to start playing or get to half time and, and have a, a rollicking and then, then they start playing where you get to 70 minutes and think, oh, the game's almost up. We should start playing now. Like, why can't they kind of kick into gear from from minute one? That's the that's the frustration. To be fair, they did start okay, and then the goal comes, and then you think, yeah, game over. Yeah. Um, just I saw a comment saying something like Villa kind of are, are obsessed with like, oh, it feels like anyway that they're obsessed with like we're a big club, we've got history, we, we're this, we're that, and that's fair enough. We are, we are we are, we have got that, and that is something to celebrate. But yeah. let's maybe try and put a bit more focus on being good not being good here and now, instead of just thinking, yeah, we're this big club that deserve these things. We've got to go back to basics, like you say, and, and actually start to, to perform to 
you know, be worthy of calling ourselves ourselves that. Um, my final question, because we have got to wrap things up. It's a busy, busy evening. Do you think there's kind of maybe an element? I think we might have talked about this before. An element of that the, some some of those players know that their future doesn't lie Aston Villa. They know they're not going to be relegated. They know they're not going to get into Europe. So they're kind of on the beach thinking, right, well, I know I'm not here for the long term. I'm not going to be working with Gerard in the long term. I'm kind of going to jack it in a little bit. I don't know whether that's true or not. I don't know whether it feels yeah. like the players have kind of given up, but you do look at it and think, where is the effort? Where is the intent to, you, you know, you 2 or down in a, in a local derby? As much as we'll all say, oh, you know, Wolves aren't the Blues, which is true. It's still a local derby. There's still something on it. There's, you know, still points to be played for. It, you know, does it feel that way to you that the players are kind of jacking it in, giving it up, whatever you want to call it? Well, after Arsenal, what did Gerard say? Uh, lacking a belief that the, the players yeah, aren't believing yeah. in what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, I think I think some of the players are stuck in in the just stuck in limbo, if you like. They're not sure whether the future lies there. Gerard's changed system. Got a couple of wingers there. Your Bailey's Traore's. They're probably in the background thinking, oh, "I'm getting in there." I know I know Bailey played today in a more central central position, but even your Sansons and people like that not getting a look in of late. I know they did today, but they're thinking, "Am I really valued here?" I think I think the team as a whole, I think Wolves are very good teammates today if you know what I mean I think everyone ran through a bit walls for each other and whereas today there's a lot of finger pointing at Villa and some of them shirt challenges and lots of lots of hands and thinking let's get on with it and I think a few of the players were, were bad teammates today for, for me it's, it's not not as close knit as you think um, whereas I think in stark contrast to Wolves I know Wolves have been the same group for a while now but they had a new manager at the start of the season and then he's got them ticking Small squad as well. I think that the Wolves have done. as well. Yeah. yeah, got some good little players. Wolves have, and like you said, they could have been three or four ahead. And yeah, it just shows how, how big that gap is. It's, it's it's not a given. It's not a given, is it? Um, you can say all you like. I might, I might tone down my pre-season prediction when when we do that in the <laughs> summer. I need, to, I need to take that down a notch. Um, you can say, "Oh, Villa should finish seventh, eighth, whatever." It ain't going to happen. You got teams coming on the rise as well. Wolves will be up there again next season. Your Leicester's, we've spoken about, spoke about this before. So, mm. yeah, it's no gimme. You've got to earn it. And at the moment, I think a few of the players aren't, 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 doing, aren't doing it. Simple as that. And I think Gerald will look to address that. I think the transfer window opens in 10 weeks. And I think that, I think they'll be very active. I think we're, we're in for a revamp. I think we are. I think it's a third year in the Premier League, th- third season. I think that, that's generally the, I know we've had a lot of, lot of personnel change and whatnot, but, I think we'll see another one now uh, as we go ahead into into next season. And eight games to go. What we got? We got Tottenham, Leicester, then Norwich, and hopefully win a few before then. But yeah, I think mid table now, and it's like you say, plodding along towards the end of the season. And yeah, it's one of them. Isn't it? Just on the flip side, to get maybe a tiny little drop of positivity for us, there's a comment here from Andrew says Watkins could have had a hat trick on another day. We just need to start churning out results, and I think that's probably a good word for it to churn out, to trying to you know fight for it and and scrap a one nil or whatever. We haven't drawn away. Mm. We haven't drew away from home, have we? That we've. We either win or lose, don't we? We win or yeah. lose, and that, that is Villa. So it's eight games left. If we win four, lose four, that's probably par for the course, and that gets you to, I don't know, 50 points or whatever. And you yeah. probably say, yeah, 13th place, 12th place, done. Recruit in the summer and see what happens. I think that's the probably the best we can hope for in this situation, um, which kind of demoralising in a way that you kind of got to cover eight games and knowing that there's not really anything on it. But I just want to see a bit of pride, a bit of entertainment. That's, that's, that's what we want to see now for the rest mm. of the season and try and build a bit of momentum going forward I guess isn't it 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like I say, Watkins missed a few chances today. Um, he had one before he scored as well, but uh, took his penalty. So he's an eight for the season. He'll have a carrot to get double figures. Um, so hopefully that happens. And we'll have Ings back next week. Nakamba back next week. Luca Dean should be fine. Um, mm, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But pff, it's uh, it's stagnant at the moment, and yeah, it's not looking good really. So Jared, I got a lay into him this week, and. Um, Otherwise, the questions will start coming his way, won't they? It's not working yeah. out. What's going to happen? He can't just rest on his laurels thinking, I'll have the summer anyway. If we go down next eight games and pick up a habit of losing games, it's, well, it's not looking well, yeah, good, we, is it? We've lost three in a row. If you go and lose another, say if you lose seven out of eight, he might not be even the summer to even work through that. It's the, six out of nine at the moment, isn't it? They've lost, so it's not, not a very good run of form at the moment. But Yes, mm. It's pretty grim. Like I said, this isn't really the time for the inquest, so I'm going to put a halt on things and call it a day there. We've had 20 minutes of chat, which is not far off. We normally do on, on the, the post-match debrief. We'll do some kind of chat in the week, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, to kind of reflect on Wolves and look ahead to, to Spurs. So um, come back and keep an eye on the channel for that. Ash, thanks for your time as always for jumping on. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, sure. Thanks, everyone. Uh, yeah, and thanks for the comments, for, for getting involved as always. Thanks for watching and we'll see you in a week. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.